Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome to a Mohawk Time. I'm Joyce Jonathan Crown, and thank you for tuning in today, be it in your homes or in your car. I just truly appreciate you listening and learning and understanding, whether you're First Nations, Métis, or Inuit, or if you are an ally, uh, someone who is a settler to this country who wants to be a change maker and wants to understand more. So I, I appreciate the time on Hunters Bay Radio to be able to share with you. June is National Indigenous History Month. So it is also on June 21st, the summer solstice, the longest day of the year, as well as National Indigenous Day. I wrote, uh, I'm a writer for the Huntsville Forester. I write a column. And I wanted to share with you my thoughts about um, June 21st and what if National Indigenous Day could talk to us? What would, what would that day say to all people across this country? June 21st is National Indigenous Day in Canada. What if this day spoke and told us a few things? What would NID, or National Indigenous Day, say to each of us? I'm a storyteller of sorts. A time before you existed. A time before I existed. I am not simply a token day. A day to stop and think. A day to give homage. I am not a political agenda item or the feather in someone's cap. I am not something to frown upon and say, here we go again. I am far from any of these. I came into being in 1996 when the Governor General of Canada proclaimed me official. June 21st is the longest day of the year, the summer solstice. I am called an observance. And I'm not a statutory holiday necessarily in Canada. I guess my friends Boxing Day and Canada Day are important enough to be given official status. I guess I am non-status. Some things never change. Funny though, I am a statutory holiday in the Northwest Territories. Oh, thank you for elevating me to such honor and respect. To tell you about my actual birth, I began in 1945, when I was first celebrated as quote-unquote Indian Day by the chiefs throughout North America. Oh, that word Indian reminds me of the Indian Act. Some things never change. My original name was Aboriginal Day. Then I received my new name, National Indigenous Day, in 2017. I like this name better. 
it sounds hopeful that one day all Canadians will truly get to know me. So that is what I shared um, about last year's National Indigenous Day. This year in Huntsville, um, I'm on the committee to organize National Indigenous Day with the town of Huntsville. And we are having uh, special activities on that day, beginning at uh, four o'clock in the afternoon on June 21st. We will have local uh, artisans selling their wares, their India, in Indigenous artisans, um, as well as hopefully uh, some food and food vendors, we'll see, as well as um, live music, live Indigenous music. So we would love for you to join us in River Mill Park on June 21st, beginning at four o'clock and ending at about eight o'clock. Also with National Indigenous History Month, there are lots of ways that you can be a good ally. There are lots of ways that you can learn about uh, First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people. There's many ways to be a good ally, to be a strong ally. You can attend um, a function in June, uh, National Indigenous Day. You can uh, do some research on um, a successful or prominent Indigenous people, whether it be in sports, in politics, in medicine, in every field um, in this country. You can um, create a land acknowledgement um, for your own family. Land acknowledgements are meant to be uh, personalized. They're not meant to be a checklist that we read off, but they're meant to, meant to be personal and real to the person or the family or the community um, or the region or the province that's, that's saying that um, and, and has developed that land acknowledgement. So please... Create your land acknowledgements um, with, with that in mind and with some understanding of the territories and lands that you are on. That's another great way to be an ally. You could read a book. You could look at the CBC podcasts that are available. You could listen to on Mohawk Time and catch up on previous podcasts. And, uh, or you could also hang an orange ribbon um, or wear a, an orange shirt on that day. So there's much that you can do and much, much to be done for Indigenous Day and National Indigenous uh, History Month. I also wanted to share a few um, teachings that I learned. Uh, one would include um, a couple of uh, books that I have read. Because we are on Anishinaabek territory, I wanted to give you some teachings that from the Anishinaabek nation. One would be, and many cultures have the medicine wheel, but some specific teaching, Anishinaabek teachings of the medicine wheel. So there are four colors in the medicine wheel. You've probably seen them. Uh, there are decals in the stores in downtown Huntsville that are the four colors, um, which are yellow, red, black, and white. And those colors represent, those quadrants represent many, many different things. Um, it could be a, a whole course on just the medicine wheel. Um, but 
if we take a look, self or balance, perfect balance is in the middle of that medicine wheel. And so that signifies your journey through life and and where you are with your balance. And each of us travels through those the four directions of the wheel. So let's take a look at those directions for a few minutes. The east is where we come from. And it represents springtime. Our journey begins here. And this is where the creator or God, one and the same, our creator is. Um, and I've heard it said in this community that that First Nations spiritualism is not the same as, as other in our community, other faiths. Um, yes, we do have an indigenous worldview. However, our belief in God is the same God. So we say, say creator, that is my God. That's your God. It's our God. So in the East, the creator uh, breathes life into us. And the sun rises in the East and it begins our daily journey, much like the children of the earth. And this is where we give thanks with sacred tobacco um, for everything that we need in our journey of life. The South represents the summer and it is where all life has been awakened and where we are right now. Everything is new and lively. The South represents uh, youth and children who are constantly searching for their identity and the need to belong. And as children, we all look for that, a need to belong. We look for unconditional love in many ways. So the South reminds us to look after our spirits. And our spirits, which is who we are, must be nurtured in order to find our identity. The gift um, and the plant of sweetgrass represents the South. The sweetgrass represents the, the hair of the earth, of Mother Earth, and is braided with three strands that symbolize truth, respect, and honor. And these traits are important for our children as, as our children grow into the next cycle of life. The next cycle of life is the West. The West represents the autumn. It is where all of the summer growth has ended, and our physical journey for most of creation is over, and it returns to the spirit world. We breathe in the scent of sage in the West, and the, its sweetness helps to alleviate hardships in life. The West represents adulthood and the constant change and hardships that we experience as adults. It is one's responsibility to be aware of our hardships and in order to move through them and continue on our journey forward. And finally, the North. The North represents the winter. It re represents the slowing of our physical life. And it is the direction or reflection and represents the stage of elders, of reflection. It is where we prepare our journey um, into the next life, or we will, this life will be ended in death. The North is where we remember all of the aspects of our lives and use what we have learned to pass on to the next generation, to pass it on. This is the gift of cedar, the plant cedar, that helps us in this direction as it cleanses our body and soul, and it also helps nurture the body to prepare for its journey into the next cycle. The medicine wheel does teach us that all life is sacred and that all stages of our lives are important. It teaches us that life has meaning and death has meaning and that the teachings of life must be shared 
with all people. And with that, and with that learning and teaching, let's take a little break. You're listening to Hunters Bay Radio 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. to highlight for the last few minutes of our journey together today, a um, because it is June, it's the month of June, we want to also honour the um, survivors of a residential school and I found a book called In Memory of Feast and it's memories of the survivors of residential school and a little bit about their story. So I wanted just to highlight a couple of stories and one would include my brother-in-law's stories. His name is Michael or Tom Rubin. Tom is Tom Rubin is from the Cree Nation and was born on December 10th in 1953 in the Moosinee Hospital. And at that time his family lived in Moose River, Ontario, a very small community south of Moosinee. And this 12 family community 
was situated along the Ontario Northland Railway that ran from Cochrane North to Moosonee. Today, there are no families permanently living in Moose River. However, some of the previous residents return for their annual camping visit. Tom recalls that his father was working at a sawmill in Moose River at the time, and wood products were made at the sawmill and transported by train to both northern and southern destinations. Tom can recall all of the families that lived in Moose River and where their homes were situated in relation to the train tracks. And there was a one-room schoolhouse where all of the children attended. And there was a postmaster who looked after the small post office and store. The store had basic food supplies such as flour, salt, tea, sugar, bologna, and canned goods, along with um, candy, pop, and chips. And they were delivered uh, via the daily northbound train that came in. Tom remembers that every fall, hunters came from the south and got off the train at Moose River, a very popular hunting area. And Tom's father and two uncles worked as guides for the hunters during their one-week trip. Tom used to watch as the train maneuvered on the tracks, leaving behind one box car that carried the hunter's gear. The box car was where the hunters slept on their first and last nights in the small community. Sometimes the hunters gave them gum, candy, or money. When Tom was eight years old, his parents moved to Moosonee, Ontario, once again following the availability of work when the Moose Air Force Base was under construction. His family didn't have a house to move into for a couple of years, so he had lived in a prospector's tent, even when the temperatures reached minus 40 degrees Celsius. When Tom was 10 years old, he entered Bishop's Horden Hall Residential School on Moose Factory Island. Tom said, it was the weekend and I had skated along the river on my way to play hockey with some friends at the outside rink. Before long, a car drove up and a man asked which one of us was Tom Thomas Rubin. My friends all pointed at me and the man told me to come with him. I saw my sister sitting in the car, so I went with him. I don't remember if he was a taxi driver or if he was from the Children's Aid Society, but he drove us to the residential school. I was wearing my skates, and I had no other clothes to wear. Tom attended Bishop Horden Hall for five years, from 1964 to 1969. During this time, he lost his ability to speak his mother tongue, Cree. I wanted to share that because not only is Tom a relative of mine, my sister's husband, but it... It, I wanted to honor him, and I wanted to honor the book called In Memory of Feast and the other stories of residential school survivors. And let's think about on this, during this month, during this month of June on National uh, History, Indigenous History Month, and the June 21st Solstice and National Indigenous Month, just how... How will you look at this day? How will you celebrate who we are as Indigenous people? Will it just be another day? Or will you be able to stop and not only think, but do? Do.